0: We make far too many assumptions, false assumptions about what is and what is not possible. Far too many. A lot of times it's through our experience and what we've seen in the past. Therefore, we we negate what possibly could be in the future. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 19 and verse number 26, with God all things are possible with God all things are possible it doesn't matter what has happened in your past it doesn't matter what your experiences are it doesn't matter what what the chapters that you read throughout your life have shown you or told you it is true that all things irregardless of, or regardless of what has taken place in your past all things are possible Possible with God. And then then the same statement kind of inverted in Luke chapter number 1, verse number 37. It says, nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. Matthew says that with God all things are possible. And then Luke turns around and says, nothing is impossible with God. God, that pretty much covers it. Too often we let our logical assumptions, logical, what's logical, what, what we could look and reason something out. We, we let our logical assumptions trump our theological beliefs. And before we know it, our reality is defined by human assumptions rather than divine revelation. So let me tell you again, Jesus can make your impossible possible. He can make that situation that you're going through that doesn't seem like that it'll ever change, that you'll ever come out of it, that it'll ever be different. He can make your impossible possible experiencing the miraculous of God is more than the power of positive thinking faith uh, i said it on sunday is more of an attitude an attitude of, of faith knowing that god is going to make a difference in the situation but experiencing that is it's more than just being positive or talking positive or or, or that power of positive thinking i i think i can i i think i can i i think i can doesn't always get the train up the tracks. Somebody say amen. More than positive thinking it is. However, Henry Ford was on to something when he said, whether you think you can or think you can't, you're right. Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right let that sink in whatever you think you're going to be right it was true for the 12 spies in the Old Testament those 12 spies if you remember that story they were sent into the land of Canaan to spy it out and and oh yes they all said it's a land that's flowing with milk and honey and here's the fruit thereof and they they showed what they got there and they said but there's giants in the land there's no way that we can go up that's what 10 of them said Uh, there's no way that we can do it. Uh, we were as grasshoppers in their sight as well as in ours. There there's no way we can do it. That's what 10 of them said. Uh, but 2 of them said, "Let us go up at once. Uh, let us go up at once and take the promise and 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 get uh, the promises that God has for us." The 10 that said, "We can't." Didn't. The 2 that said, "We can," did. It's not mind over matter, it's faith over matter. Faith doesn't ignore a doctor's diagnosis. It does, however, seek a second opinion from the great uh, physician. Somebody say amen. In John chapter number 5, there's a story of a man who for. 38 years no doubt the words uh, you'll never walk again echoed in his mind uh, you'll never do this again you'll never be this you can never do this and, it, and it's something that's just played over and over inside one's uh, mind scripture doesn't reveal how it happened it doesn't say what had taken place to make him a uh, crippled. It, it doesn't say it doesn't reveal what went on, whether it was a birth defect or whether it was a genetic condition or or whether he had an accident. We don't know. We're not privy of those uh, uh, actual facts. But but he hadn't stood on his own feet. We know this uh, by the scripture. He had not stood on his own feet for some 38 uh, years. 38 years. It had been nearly four decades uh, and he had not stood on his own uh, two feet. He was out of referrals. His condition was incurable and his case unsolvable. In the face of every diagnosis, Jesus gives a simple prescription in John 5 and verse 7. Rise. He said, rise, get up from where you are. Pick up your bed. Take up your bed and walk. Somebody in here ought to know that it's never too late for a fresh start if you're breathing in the house then God is able to change God's not finished with your situation if if you want a second chance get a second opinion not somebody else's opinion not what opinion comes into your mind but God's opinion and God's opinion may go against logic it may go against what you feel it may go against what you think it may go against what your friends and what maybe even your relatives think, but it's God, and God knows the end from the beginning. Somebody say amen. God will not answer 100% of the prayers that you don't pray. God will not answer 100% of the prayers that you do not pray if you assume the answer is no. If you assume it's too far out there, if you assume that, you don't even give God a chance to say, yes, my smaller boys are at the end of their, uh, towards the end of their baseball season right now. And and, and in those games, it's, it's fun to watch that age. Of course, some are learning, some don't know how, even if they've been out there for years, and then some are some are better than others. But but nobody, regardless of their skill, regardless of their size, regardless of their ability, regardless of their experience, nobody, nobody, regardless of their previous at-bat, regardless of what took place the last time they stepped up to the plate, there's not a single one of them that does not say, you know what, I don't want to go up there and hit. I, I don't want to take my, my chance and get up there to bat. When it's their turn, on the, even if their previous bat was bad, even if they didn't get a hit on their previous time up, uh, whether they hit the ball or not before, they get up to bat again when it's their turn. They don't say, you know what? Just, just let somebody else do it. You know what? Just just skip me this time. No, they go ahead and they take their place in the lineup. They get up to bat again when it's their turn. Maybe it didn't work out the way they wanted it to the last time, but it's time to take another swing. It's time to take another chance. Not just to stand up there, but to actually get involved and swing the bat. Some don't approach prayer and God that same way. It's some people if they didn't get their answer if if God didn't show up if it didn't happen the way they'd like for it to happen uh, then they don't attempt it again they let a few strikeouts keep them from swinging uh, for a game changer folks nobody is batting 1000 in their prayers uh, we swing and miss sometimes uh, but I'm gonna keep swinging I'm gonna keep coming up to the plate uh, I'm gonna keep swinging I'm gonna keep asking or let me properly say I'm gonna keep asking I'm going to keep knocking, I'm going to keep seeking, because God is if you ask, he shall receive. If you seek, you shall find, and if you knock, it shall be open unto you. No matter how many times you don't get the answer you thought you wanted, keep making your petitions known unto God. Keep making your requests unto Him. And if you want to experience the miraculous in your life, you have to come to terms with the fact that who, what, where, when, and how are not up to you. It's all up to God. You cannot answer your own prayers. You cannot even draw them up and orchestrate them and allow them to happen the way you plan and the way you say. But if you fail to ask God, he cannot answer them either. Tragedy of the day, and I say it often, the tragedy of the day is not unanswered prayers. It's unoffered prayer. It's not unanswered prayer. It's not that God's not answered. God's not answered. It's that people are not asking. People are not offering. So don't handcuff yourself or God by making assumptions, by making false assumptions. Joshua didn't assume that the sun could not stand still. Elisha didn't assume that the iron axe head could not float or the iron couldn't swim. Peter didn't assume that he could not walk upon water he just stepped out on Jesus' word and walked upon it and Jesus knew that death was not the end of life. Don't make false assumptions as you grow more and more in faith you make fewer and fewer assumptions false assumptions didn't work for the man in John chapter 5 it kept him there by the pool but he wasn't right and close in front of it he he thought that if he had somebody to help him maybe he could get healed uh, false assumption he thought uh, you know that, that when the waters were troubled too many people are jumping in and getting in his way and that's why he still laid there 38 years he'd been there and it's a great number of disabled people used to lie uh, there the, the blind the lame the, the, the paralyzed and this man Man was hurting and he was surrounded as it says in John 5 not just by himself there waiting but he was surrounded by a great number there was a lot of folks there that had needs he was there and he wasn't by himself and I want to take just a minute here to encourage you from the word of God tonight because I fully believe that was true that day in Bethesda is true in our day today as well to anyone here today who is hurting to anyone who is in pain emotionally, physically spiritually, however it is, you are not alone and that's the first thing, you are not alone it's not just you there's a great number of people just like you there's a great number of hurting people all around you right now they're on your job they're they're possibly even in your home you come in contact with them at church and worship services like this. They're all over. It's not just you. You're not by yourself. You're not the only one with problems. You're not the only one with pain. You're not the only one with difficulty. And even though there was a great number of people lying there that had issues, even though there was a great number along with this lame man, Jesus, the Second thing is Jesus saw him even though there's a great number and even though you know you could be you could be lumped on with lumped in with that great number Jesus would point you out he knows where you are he sees you he's not oblivious to your pain he's not oblivious to your hurt he knows exactly what you need and just as he saw that man and the Bible says that he learned whether through through human or from divine means. We don't know, but he learned that he had been that way there for a long time. And and he knows just uh, how long. He knows just uh, how much. He knows just how deeply that you've been hurting just as well. He knows exactly, and Jesus asks him that question there. He says, do you want to get well? Do you want to be better? King James says, wilt thou be made whole? Do you want to be better? Do you want your life to be better? Do you want your circumstances to be better? Do you want your situation to be better? Do you want to be well? Do you want it to be better? 2004 group of elite medical researchers and practitioners convened for a closed-door conference at Rockefeller University in New York City. The goal was to gather the most brilliant thinkers to tackle the health care crisis. Results were encouraging and discouraging. It was encouraging because most health problems are not caused by factors that are beyond our control was encouraging to them that, that a lot of the health factors that, that, that are in the world today and that exist were not beyond our control. And it was discouraging at the same time. And it was discouraging for the exact same reason that most of the health problems that people deal with today are, not, are caused by factors that are not beyond our control but are within within our reach and ability to do something about. The experts concluded that they could not fix our problems for us. Only we can fix them ourselves. Listen to me now. Unfortunately, most choose not to. Most people just choose not to. Now remember... Not doing anything or passively just ignoring the the conclusion is a choice. And that's what takes place. Study after study identifies that five behavioral issues that cause 80%. Five behavioral issues cause 80% of health problems. Overeating, drinking, smoking, stress, and lack of exercise. Those five things. Overeating, drinking, smoking, stress, lack of exercise account for 80% of health problems. It's that simple, but yet it's that difficult. It's that simple, but it's that difficult. The few minor changes, we could solve most of our major health problems, but we don't. We don't. Every single one of us wish, wish our problems away. We wish things were better we wish certain circumstances were better or would get better in our life every single one of us wish them away but but it takes more than a wish to experience a lasting change to see results you must put the discipline in with the hope that it's going to make a difference there were nine out of ten. That's where nine out of ten of us fall short, according to Dr. Edward Miller, the 13th Dean of Johns Hopkins. University of School of Medicine, more than, listen to me, more than 1.5 million Americans undergo coronary bypass every single year. And while angioplasty effectively relieves many of the symptoms of clogged arteries, it's a temporary fix. Without, listen to me, without a change, without a change of eating habits without a change of exercise habits Uh, the benefits or the health benefits are short-lived and and patients are told that uh, when they go through the procedure they're told that if they don't change uh, you'll be back in here in a short time maybe a couple years Uh, and and yet uh, he notes and I quote if you look at the people after coronary artery bypass two years later 90% of them have not changed their lifestyle. 90% after after coronary bypass surgery do not change what they did before. We could assume that everyone wants to live, that everyone wants to be healthy, but not enough to change. And if the numbers are right, if this study is right, 9 out of 10 people, would rather die than change. Rather die than change. And the gospel records 183 or so questions, depending on your, your translation, point blank questions. And Jesus asked this man, the the, the, the impotent man, the, the invalid, do, do you want to get well? Wilt thou be made whole? Do you want to, to be? do you want things uh, to change in your life and on the surface we'd say isn't that why he's here isn't that why he's laying there for the waters to be troubled isn't that how come uh, he's in the very story the narrative that we're reading about here and that's why Jesus sees him here isn't that the assumption that that Jesus made Uh, you can't help someone uh, who doesn't help themselves you can't do that no matter how badly they need it no no matter how badly you see their plight and you see that something needs to change in their life you can't help somebody that does not want to help themselves one of the thieves on the cross hung six feet from salvation but he cursed the only one that could help him you cannot help those who won't help themselves some folks resist change even for the better They'd rather stay where they are than get well. They get accustomed to their to their crutches accustomed to to leaning on something accustomed to having a, an excuse for how they are adjusted to their their bed adjusted to their to their mat that they're laying on it's safe there it's what they know it, it's a security blanket so to speak but 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 if you want to get well if, if you want to get better you can't keep doing the same thing you can't keep hanging out with the same people you can't keep carrying on the the same bad habits. Do you want to get better? Do you want to get well? Wilt thou be made whole? If you do, then hear. You need to hear what you don't want to hear and do what you don't want to do. You can't expect God to do the supernatural if you aren't willing to do the natural. You can't expect God to do his part if you don't do your own part. You've got to do your part uh, and God will do his part. Like the crippled man, you have to be willing to carry your own weight. Uh, only God can perform miracles in our life. But there's almost always a human element that's involved. A human elephant uh, uh, of belief or, or, or of doing something. Naaman, Naaman, the Syrian, had to dip uh, in the muddy Jordan River 7.0. Times The woman with the issue of blood had to fight her way through the crowds in her weakness and in her sickened state. Fight through them enough to get to Jesus and touch the very hem of his garment. The disciples had to pull in their nets and cast them on the other side. Jesus told the man to rise up, take up your bed, and walk. He was asking him to do something that he hadn't done in 38 years you didn't know how to do it if you want to change you have to change the equation of your life by adding something by subtracting something or doing something different you have to do something less do something more or do something different and the first step is always the longest and the hardest but that one small step often turns into a giant leap and it'll roller coaster from there everything don't have to be a roller coaster down a bad hill you can have you can have a snowball effect in a positive direction your life can change for the better drastically over time it's just a few good decisions in the right way it's a few steps in the right direction directing yourself towards the word of god the things of god somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise Scripture has a wide variety of nameless people that we know by their dilemma we know them by their situation we know them by what was wrong uh, with them it was the harlot the prostitute with an alabaster box it was the man that was born blind it was the woman caught in the very act of adultery it was the woman with uh, an issue of blood it was blind uh, Bartimaeus we know them by, by their issue many others there are they are synonymous with their with their sin with their sickness. And listen, don't let what's wrong with you define you. Don't let what's wrong with you define who you are. That's not who you are. Don't let your mistake define your identity or your destiny. Don't allow anybody to label you besides the one who made you. Don't let anybody label you besides the one that made you. The only one that has a right to put labels on things is the owner. That's the only one. Nobody can come over to your house and begin naming things and begin putting labels on stuff and placing things in your house, your personal stuff. No one has a right over what's yours. Let me remind you tonight that you're his, you're God's. He bought you with a price. You are a child of God. And God says, I am more than a conqueror. You're the apple of God's eye. You're a son, a daughter of the Most High. You're royalty. You're heirs. Join heirs together with Christ. I am a child of the King. Royal blood throws through our veins. We're royalty. We're children of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Somebody give him another hand clap of praise. Wilt thou be made whole? Do you want to get well? What about you in your life? Do you want to be? do you want to to be better then rise up take up your bed and walk take a step of faith and then another and then another walk by faith and not by sight and if you keep putting one foot in front of the other you'll eventually be off of that bed out of that issue and on your way to being what God intends on you to be A lot of miracles are the byproduct of long obedience in the same direction. Long obedience, faithful, consistent obedience in the same direction. You don't see matters changing. You don't see the issue changing. You don't see the situation changing. Doesn't matter. Faithful, continual obedience. Continual walking by faith. Taking steps of faith in the right direction. Well, it's not changing anything. Nothing's changing. You don't see anything changing on the outside. But it's an attitude of faith. Believing that God is going to make a difference. And I've given him my whole life. So I'm going to continue to walk by faith and not by sight. You can't just take up your bed. You have to walk. You can't just stay on the ground and roll it up and expect it to be different. You've got to rise up from there and walk. Take those steps of faith. Continue on and keep walking. God's the only one that can perform miracles. God's the only one that can make something out of nothing. God's the only one that can turn a darkened situation and shine light into it and make it completely different by definition it's making the impossible possible that's the miraculous and as Jesus looks at us crippled by problems crippled by circumstances crippled by sin what does he say to us could it be that he's asking us the same question that he asked the crippled at the pool that day do you want to be well do you want to be better do you want Want things better in your life? Do you want Jesus to heal the parts of your life where you've been damaged? Or is it easier to hold on to your hurts? Is it easier to make excuses for how you are or how things are going? Is it easier to let bitterness fester and to wallow in the hurt and the betrayal, licking and liking our wombs? So what about us today? When Jesus asks, do you want to be better? what's your response what's your response well every time the waters are trouble somebody else jumps down in I have no man Lord I have nobody that will help me I have no one else I have no one else what do you say what do you reply what do we reply do you want to be healed from your past hurts do you reply and say well you don't know how badly they hurt me you don't know what they did you don't know what I went through. You don't know what I experienced. You don't know how I felt when that how I felt when that happened or when they did that. Put away the excuses of yesterday. Put them away today. And excuses of why your life is full of stress and why your life is full of anxiety. Excuses for your unfaithfulness. Excuses for your issues. The, and, and, and rise today and, and and take up your bed, roll it up and. begin to walk in a different way to begin to walk in a different light get up take up your bed carry what's been carrying you be willing to do your part be willing to walk continue in faith 38 years legs that never walked begin walking don't let me tell you don't tell me your situation can't change nothing is too big for our great big God nothing is too big for God God's got a miracle for somebody in this place tonight. God's got a miracle for each one of us tonight. If you need healing, God is our healer. Maybe you're holding on to past hurts, holding on to, to past wounds, holding on to, to past uh, 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 just just this difficulty in your life. Maybe you're holding maybe you need to forgive somebody. Maybe you need to forgive somebody in your heart. Maybe you need to forgive somebody to the face. Uh, got a family need. Whatever you might have, God is able. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. With God, all things are possible. Do you want to be better? Do you want to be better? Do you want to be better? With God, you can.